Before you stands Lady Evelyn Van Thorn. This is not a person who likes you right now. As a reminder, you killed her surgeon. Along with that, everybody who was associated with him in one fell swoop of a cane. Additionally, you set fire to a house filled with Van Thorns and affiliates. And she stands in this projection, looking down on the party, which is bound and gagged to chairs with familiar people in front of them. Friends, allies, acquaintances. Looks like anybody that the Van Thorns could get their hands on that bear any sort of affiliation. And Lady Evelyn begins. I'm not sure whether I need to introduce myself. I don't often. But then again, you came in as a bunch of newcomers on her royal robes, trapped here like the rest of us, and maybe you don't know who I am. So let me do just that. My name is Lady Evelyn Van Thorn, and you, or Trevor, Esperanza Boira, Dr. Isidore Glass, and Inquisitor Nihilus Von Stonen have caused quite an upset on this island. And you've killed people who bear some significance. I only thought it suitable to return the favor. She looks and waits for a response. Dr. Glass takes the briefest of glances at the group and puts a lot of twos together with a lot of twos, she hopes, and says... Lady Evelyn, I do so hate to seek credit for my work go to others. So I'm afraid I must correct even as eminent a person as yourself. Truly, I am the person you're looking for. I am the person who killed Dr. Buring and his others. I haven't always gotten along with my colleagues and, well, there was perhaps a misunderstanding between Dr. Buring and myself, but Trevor, Felix, Esper, they weren't in the room. Nihilus tried to stop me any way you have of testing whether I'm telling the truth I will gladly submit to but 
There's only one guilty party in this room. As for the fire... We tried to stop that to the best of our ability and to save the people who were trapped, but that was because of me that it happened. Someone I brought to that party did start that fire, and I will gladly accept those consequences as well. Uh, Trevor, his eyes that have been kind of glassy, glossy, just slowly going between Evelyn, Dr. Glass, come back into sharper focus when uh, Dr. Glass brings in, uh, accepts responsibility for all of it. And almost like reflexively, there's a, uh, a scrunching of the nose, a, he's about to open his mouth to say something. And then he just stops. If they want to talk to me, they'll say it to me directly. But there's still a there's a lot of uh, apprehension in the face even as uh, Trevor continues to let the doctor speak for him and she adds and I should clarify that Lord Felix was of no party to most of this he was I imagine quite vexed to see me at his event I'm rather confused, as I'm sure he is as well, to see him grouped with us. She smiles and begins to clap. So brave. I used to think that money could buy anything. But it's only through effort that you get to enjoy... Retribution, among other delicate feelings. And she waits as one of the guards, almost catching his cue, walks over to Felix and pulls the bag off of his head. And you see he is gagged and bound. This one endangered my eldest son so regardless of whether he was affiliate to your dastardly little deeds he too should face the music Dr. Glass just kind of nods once at the the clapping and says was it was it me you were calling grave my lady she says it uh, almost with a touch of confusion but not quite it's commendable to lay yourself down on the sword for everybody who was involved in what brought us here today so don't let me 
spoil today's events, we have quite the itinerary for you. Guards. And like machines, how quickly they move here. They put their blades to the throats of all four people in front of you. Are you still in need of a doctor, Lady Evelyn? No need. I will be fine. I have others. You wouldn't have brought us here, explained all of this, made your appearance if you simply wanted us dead. No, of course not. One in your position would have a plan, would have something you want. That's why we're here. That's why you're threatening us. That's why you're intimidating us so ever so... Well done. Yes, I'm in fear. Please explain why you want that. Well, that's where you're wrong. Who says there needs to be a reason that I bring you here to seek my version of justice? These people before you clearly matter deeply. And since you've taken very many of mine, I thought it only appropriate to take some of yours. I thought it would be nice to see it in your eyes. After all, I've paid the price for it at your hands. Dr. Glass is starting to feel the panic because she realizes she's absolutely doomed Hypatia by uh, by offering herself and Amalia is not even there even if they somehow destroyed all of the goons in one go Amalia is not here so she could save Hypatia and doom Amalia and she speaks into Felix's mind Felix, I know you're more powerful than I am then you could get us out of this in an instant you hear back I um they they put something I am having trouble uh, keeping cohesive and it just cuts off how many goons in the room? There are four. One for each victim in front of you. There's no way I'll sleep all of them. Uh, I think we're we're bound anyway, right? Well, yeah. I could move my hands, can't I? Or, I mean, my no. fingers. I can't even cast a spell. They are intentionally manacled such that your usage of your hands would be prevented. We'll say these are like iron ball manacles. They clamp around like shells over your hands. Okay. Well, I could attack one of them verbally at a time, and that would not help whatsoever. So, uh, don't let me spoil the party. Why don't we begin? And the first one tightens his blade around Ken's throat. Hey, 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 come on, man. Just 
be cool for a second. All right, just listen. I, I, I get what y'all are doing, right? I did the same thing, right? Someone pays a lot. You just do what you're told. Hey, but something tells me the fact that we're down in this dingy looking place and this ain't a public execution. Perhaps lets me know that this ain't completely above board, right? I mean, I know Ken. I mean, I I don't know Ken, but I, I know enough. He ain't no... He ain't no murderer. You're killing an innocent man for no reason. So intriguing how innocence is now a question in one's mind. I wonder where that question was when my surgeon was eliminated and all those affiliated. If you actually want an explanation, we can give it to you. But I have a feeling you're not interested. Actually, no, you're right, I'm not. Uh, why don't we start with that one who has taken no. the sword for the rest of oh. them? And the guard lets go of Singer and walks around to the back of Dr. Glass and puts his blade around Dr. Glass's throat. Yes, that's better, yes. Fine. And in this moment, you see in the projection Amalia, whose head has been kind of hanging down as she leans forward, her chains tightened. Uh, For the first time, she looks up towards Lady Evelyn Vanthorn and the rest of the room. Wait, wait a second. All right, Trevor, just... You're mad. I get that. All right. I, I, I was. I, I'd be mad too. I, yeah. I just the fact that this whole song and dance, you getting all gussied up to come to an execution. It, it, it don't. There must be something here. This can't just be a, a, a flogging, right? Like you must want something from us if you want to show us this. Uh, and he kind of squints like uh, lady like you, right? You're 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 uh, you're you're more refined than that. Quite the compliment. Hmm. I don't think so. No, it wasn't refinement that got me to where I am today. And. The blade around Dr. Glass's throat seems to tighten to the point where it's just about to slash, and you hear from behind Lady Evelyn Vanthorn. Wait! Oh? She turns back towards Amalia. Don't do it. And why shouldn't I? I have something you want. In the the mix-up of Amalia interrupting things, can Esper lean forward and attempt to whisper to Augie? Come on, man, you've got to do something. They're going to kill, kill you. And at that point, he starts, like, wiggling around and thrashing as the guard kind of clamps onto his shoulders tighter, holding the blade, now pressing it against his throat, and he realizes its presence. Everyone, stay calm. Stay calm. This is how it should be. This is 
I did what you said I did, after all. Ah, uh, ah, dear, it's... I'm glad I got to see you again. Please, don't... I don't want anyone else hurt. It's lucky that you are the one I want, and nothing that you can give me. Kill her, please. And just as the blade is about to slash through Dr. Glass, you see Amalia's eyes look straight through the the vision almost directly at you, Dr. Glass, as one of the guards who is uh, holding Augie turns to the side and thrusts his blade through the head of the one that's holding Ken. And the other guard falls to the ground, dead. Excuse me? I cast dissonant whispers on the one behind me. What does that require? Verbal only. What is the saving throw? Wisdom? Yes. And so help me void, I shall upcast it. Second level. It, it So that is a still only 13 uh, DC. And on a failed save, he has to move away from me in addition to the damage. He failed. So roll damage and then describe it. Um, and this is psychic damage, of course. 4d6. So that's 15 psychic damage. And since he failed, he must move as far as his speed allows away from me. At using his reaction. You know, as long as it's not into danger. And it doesn't look like anything. It sounds like something. And I think the people around me who are not targeted, who are not distracted by what just happened, <laughs> what Amalia just did, here, my pocket watch go quickly and discordantly. They just hear a very strange ticking from my midsection and they hear me whisper very eerily and viciously. And what this person hears in a language he does not understand, but something deep in his soul understands are horrible, unfathomable truths of the universe that cause him great pain and make him want to get as far away from me as possible. He does so. He drops the blade. It falls down onto your lap as he puts his hand onto his head, clenching it. Looks like he's in pain as he stumbles away from the chair, now moving to the other side of the room towards the corner. The man who just thrust his blade through the other guard now runs towards the fourth and final guard that's in front of Nihilus von Stonen and tackles him to the ground. You hear, Somebody stop her! Get her out of this room! And you see from the side of Lady Evelyn Vanthorn, guards running in and trying to clutch at Amalia as her eyes remain focused on Dr. Glass. He sees that the person gets damaged and as a reaction to it, he prays, Oh, solace beyond the veil! And he casts Lightning Lure on him as they're trying to flee away to pull it closer. Please make me strength saving throw. That's an 11. 11 fails to DC 14 strength saving throw as Nihilus will try to grasp on that creature and then pull on, get close, to get into his mouth and just bite and absolutely shock them for a total of 
seven lightning damage. Mm-hmm. You pull him across the room as he's dragged towards you. He takes the damage, and at this point, he looks very hurt. The last guard is currently being pummeled by the one who has gone absolutely mad, already killing one. Shit's going down. Can Esper knock herself from the stool? And because she has, you know, short limbs, can she attempt to wiggle her lower half and her legs through the loop of her arms so that they're in front of her while still being uh, shackled? You could do so. Uh, it would be to wiggle your way out and a acrobatics check or to try to break your way out would be an athletics check at your preference. Strength is the better suit. I will try to break them. Please roll athletics. Without interrupting, uh, ditto for Trevor. 18. Please roll athletics. <laughs> I was going to ask if I could uh, give Trevor Bardic inspiration. As long as it's only verbal, then yes. Yeah, and he hears a whisper. Trevor, you're the one I trust to get us out of this. Here we go. What was your inspiration? Uh, still D6. I don't know if that's going to do anything, but I'll do it. Oh, no. You go first, Esper. It wasn't my best. Esper, it's not necessarily the shackles that you're able to absolve of, but you wriggle your way around violently enough to wiggle the chair out of its spot. Bolts holding it to the ground, slowly pulling their way out as you go back and forth. And you now have the chair elevated from the ground. You're able to smash it into the ground, shattering the chair with just your hand manacles binding you. The feet manacles were manacled to the chair, so you have use of your feet. I have use of my feet, and I essentially have, like, a single club as my hands. Yes, indeed. Going for it. Who's the closest guard? Please roll initiative at this point. Uh, uh, Hypatia is bound at the hands, correct? In front of her? At the hands and gagged and blindfolded. For the people listening at home, uh, my uh, athletics check was a nine, uh, plus bardic inspiration which was a one for a 10. You try to release yourself from this chair, but it's not loose like the other ones. And you're not able to, to get any purchase on wiggling any part of it to unmanacle yourself. I'm going to consider myself restrained. And with that, what are the initiative rolls? Little 20. 14. 12. A sexy six for Dr. Glass. Sexy six. Maybe she likes being shackled to a chair. You don't know. So as Esper, uh, although Nihilus, you did roll higher, but uh, since Esper is the one who freed herself, we'll start from Esper. Esper, it's your turn as you're able to release yourself from the chair with just your hand club of manacles. The threat is still around, even though it's being minimized by one being taken control of but Esper has no faith that that one being taken control of is turned to a point where it's going to consistently be known as an ally. So while it's busy, she's going to run to it and try to club him with these manacles right in the right in the thigh, thigh and try and give him like a massive Charlie horse. The Charlie horse strategy. Uh, please roll to hit. Uh, this, I imagine it would be an unarmed strike. 
Yes. Oh, it's only an eight. Uh, as he's wrestling with this other guard on the ground, who at this point looks battered to a point of near death, um, he's moving so viciously, uh, almost like a a wolf with rabies, uh, that you're not able to find a good moment to strike. You get there and you swing and miss. And at this point, being the uh, the guard's turn, you see as he raises his sword into the air, the this short sword that was at his hip, the second one, and he starts stabbing this other guard repeatedly on the ground. Uh, and now there are just two left, one of which is by Nihilus, and the other one who still looks ravenous. Come on, we gotta get out of here. No bonus action yet. Okay, Trevor. It's now your turn. You are restrained and bound. You could try and attempt again to free yourself or something else. Okay. Here's uh, a question for mechanical's sake. Uh, the time I've spent uh, unconscious, would that count as a short rest? Or not? Um, everybody did at the beginning of this session benefit from a full rest. Right. Uh, but I spent a few key points in the, in the encounter. I would say yes. A short rest, at least. Okay. Then uh, I will get my key points back, which is fun. Um, in which case, uh, being restrained uh, means my speed is zero, attacks have uh, advantage, and I roll with disadvantage. Uh, disadvantage on deck save. So, basically, for, for the big fun... Uh, action set piece uh, basically what I'm going to be doing is uh, I'm going to be remaining calm uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and use my action to try and break free uh, one more time go ahead and roll an athletics check uh, 14 14 is enough and you smash the chair beneath you to release yourself. Oh. Ooh, all right. That's good. Um, now, uh, from my standing position now, he's going to square up again. Kind of crack his neck and go, who's hurting? Uh, you know what? And then he's just going to do a quick little, like, side shimmy. Uh he is going to try and get uh, in between uh, trying to interpose himself between uh, Dr. Glass and any guards coming toward her uh, because I've used my action I can't try and attack uh, any restraints or anything like that um, I'm instead just going to use my bonus action to use patient defense and just stand in front and try and take as many hits as I can uh, in the meantime, so just Brian getting uh, limber on his feet. He is preparing for anyone to take a swing at him. Okay, you do so. And you see now as this guard who is being restrained by Nihilus, or simply you didn't attack? Which one is that? Not restrained. He was pulled into Nihilus. That got a big old lightning bite and just hurt. Got it. 
you see as this guard who you just pulled towards you is now lunged upon by this final ravenous guard who seems to have gone absolutely insane. The knife perforates this guard's chest. There is a bloody mound in front of you as the guard who has gone insane takes his helmet off and you see his eyes are completely white over as he takes his blade and cuts his own throat in front of you and falls to the ground dead as this disc that allowed for communication with the Van Thorns has fallen onto the ground and any sort of visibility of them is, is gone and combat is over Trevor you're free Esper you're free and in the room is Felix, Father Patrick Mr. Augie Dr. Singer, Ken Nihilus Trevor Esper, Dr. Glass oh, the f- fuck is going on god someone get that guy off me uh, she's gonna reach down towards the the garden she's gonna start searching pocket she she needs to find a key you can you do find a key he's rather heavy you know i got him i got him i'm just gonna walk over and do a little toss then dr glass is just looking at hypatia hypatia uh, are you all right it's it's over for the moment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I, my my hands are, are bound. I'll 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 undo you as soon as I can. Esper is like her hands are bound too. Still, she has to like use the glove manacles to like push the key towards the front of the pocket, and then she has to bite onto it and grab it. But to the closest person, she'll do it. She'll she'll run over and she'll try to maneuver the key into the lock for the manacles, at least on the hands first, and then pass the key over once it's successful. And we can you start do. a chain of unlocking people. And after several minutes, you're able to go through and unlock and unbind everybody in the room. While, uh, while this is happening... Uh, Trevor, who has been helping, being free as well, um, does his best to try and, you know, that it, now that he's got more mobility, uh, reach in, um, try and free Esper, like, break the cuffs. Um, just one, like, I assume it's like a fucking karate chop, just bam. Um, and, uh, I think as, uh, one of the guards was, uh, laying uh on nihilus he just like gives a big uh grab in the back of their uh uh back of their clothing i'm not exactly sure because i know they're wearing like real nice stuff uh and just give like a throw uh off of nihilus to help him out um and then during the process of uh freeing the rest um trevor is at least going to uh, try and get the gags out of people's mouths so that there can be open communication. You do. Dr. Glass? I think if, as soon as her hand, as soon as she's undone, she's on her knees taking off Hypatia's blindfold and gag before anyone else can, before her hands are undone. And it's just seeing if she's okay and 
wiping her hair out of her face and apologizing and thinking about how she's still so beautiful. Oh, Dora, it's okay. It's okay. It's... I I know you didn't intend for this. We're, We're still in danger. We have to get out of here. I'm so glad you're all right. And she hugs her. Augie, once his blindfold is taken off, looks towards Esper first. What the fuck? Uh, guess, I guess someone's someone's real mad. I think. Uh, uh, okay, Augie, Augie, I need you. To, I need you to do something for me. I I need you. Just don't report this. Just don't. All right. Should never happen. You know nothing about this. I. Please don't, 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 don't. Augie looks over. I mean, uh, I. I'll think about that later. I guess, but I. I need to think and he goes towards the door and looks out the window of the barred glass and says it's it's just all hallways and and walls as Ken stands up and starts pulling the bodies into a pile in the corner well another day he looks towards Trevor uh would you believe it if that were actually true? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, w- would you believe me if I said this ain't the first time I've had to fight my way out of someone who, who's who been tying me up? Um, and he goes, he walks, uh, over beside Augie. He goes, all right, you want to stay back here? Um, we're going to do this by the book. All right, he's looking around to everyone else. Uh, we gotta get out of here. We don't know where here is. So, uh, he's gonna try and check the door, uh, leading out. Is it locked? You check the door. It's not locked. You're able to open it, and you step out into the hallway, and something about this place just seems empty. With a footstep, you hear the crackle of dirt beneath your feet that echoes through these halls. Before we leave, Dr. Glass wants to see if she can rouse Felix. You know, she gets out her smelling salts. She tries to, to snap him out of it to see if he can use his powers to help us. Or if he knows where we are, even. He almost looks in a haze. His eyes don't seem to focus on anything, and as you walk up, he's still sitting in his chair, unbound and unmanacled, and taking out the smelling salts, there's an immediate... Huh? What? Felix, are you all right? Felix, speak to me. You! You did this! Well, sort of. That's not unfair, but... Well, we're in this together for the moment. I'm afraid. I can't even feel my... 
my thoughts, I... <sighs> he stands up and... He stands up and he walks to the corner, not even looking in anybody's direction, just puts his head against the corner of the wall, almost contemplatively. She approaches and puts a kind of a gentle hand on his shoulder and stays with him a moment, but also glances towards Nihilus to see if he has any magical help he could offer. You can look all you like, the nihilist. He's not paying attention to you for one bit at the moment. His eyes are glaring at Father Patrick, his mentor. He looks there with a gazed open mouth in shock. Trevor is uh, peering out the door. He's not exiting yet. Uh, He's just checking to see what the coast is like. Um, He looks back. Uh, uh, sees uh, Nihilus over with Patrick uh, sees Dr. Glass over with Felix and is just going like this is this is real sentimental and all guys and uh, I'm sure y'all are going to have a lot of catching up to do and a lot of blame to throw around but like there's a time and a place we don't know if there's any other people up there can we can we get the family reunion done when we can see the sky. Dr. Glass shoots him quite the look. Believe it or not, Trevor, I'm trying to help. What? But, Wes, I I gather that Felix is not going to improve drastically. When you put your hand on his shoulder, he kind of jerks it away. He doesn't seem to want any company at the moment. So Dr. Glass does take Trevor's point and tries to just sort of shepherd Felix towards the group without... She gives up on getting Felix to help the group, but is going to try to escort him out. And you do so. As Father Patrick slowly stands up, looking towards Nihilus. Ah, Nihilus, I'm sorry, I I didn't mean to end up here before you. In fact, I had hoped you didn't know that I was here to begin with. Nihilus, without saying much of a word, he approaches Father Patrick, he sees to he looks him up and down he 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 looks at his handcuffs in a waking moment he looks around he sees the keys that are uh, no no longer in use just laying there on the floor somewhere he instantly lightning lures grabs it with his electric tendril forces it on the key there's no rush no patience no carefulness with his magic he unlocks the keys Onto the manacles, and he just gives him such a big hug. He hugs you back. Oh, uh, be careful of my, my back. Oh. And smiles. So, you're, you're here, Father Patrick. Oh, you're here. You should not be here. It's so good to see you. I think the, what the man said is right. 
I don't know where we are, and perhaps reunions are better for later. Right, right. Um, and now let's see things back. When he was sitting earlier, there was a man, there was a moment of clearance before. Is there a, what is, like you mentioned, his passive investigation, his just awareness of surroundings. He wants to think back to how this place smells. The saturation is going on. The, if would be close to the shores, should be a higher form of salt. Is there a sort of density or moisture to the air that could de- dictate to him if this place would be below, um, below the the floors? Would it be in a basement somewhere, or perhaps is the air itself a bit thinner so that it's difficult to breathe? Perhaps they are higher up somewhere. Try to have a rough guess of where or what they are. Taking a moment of calm, you feel the air in your surroundings. You notice that it's dry. It's exceptionally dry. You almost feel your lips parched, cracked, you know, bleeding. Just kind of that dry air sort of situation. The salt, the smell is much stronger then you remember he looks to the rest of the party right you're right Trevor <laughs> you, you always are look it might be a wild guess but it could be that uh, on the island's prison uh, what's the name again it lost me uh, iron iron hand iron keep so anyways yes we should we should get out of here uh, uh, Father Patrick can you stand can you walk I'm fine. I made it this far, Nihilus. He stands and walks towards Trevor. He looks towards the rest in the party. Is there someone that looks like they need medical care this instant? Besides some bruises and bangs people have, we're, we're doing okay. Everybody seems to be rousing. You see Ken as he piled up the bodies, and he's actually disrobed one and put on the studded leather armor. In fact, all four of those guards wear studded leather, and carry either short swords or swords. I don't know what sizes y'all are, and I'm not going to pry, but that's useful. They're wearing very nice stuff, and it'd be a shame to let it go to waste. Oh, I don't think any of that's really going to fit me, but, um, you know, get it if you can take it. Bits and pieces. I had a halfling in my unit, too. You just got to take the pauldrons. Those are one size fits all. Chest piece will work, too. Oh, okay. Will any of it fit Hypatia? I mean, none of it's convenient, but it should fit. Excellent. I see the look, Dr. Glass. I'll I'll go ahead and put it on. And she walks over and takes one of the setups and puts on the armor. It's a little loose on her, but does the job. I can't imagine what look you were talking about, Hypatia. First priority should be to get our equipment back and to find an escape. I don't think we made too much noise. Well, the corridor's probably... Okay, we probably made a lot of noise. Yeah, we should hurry. You you see as Felix finally turns around in his corner, and he kicks over one of the crates <laughs> and spills onto the floor. Your equipment! Now, if you don't mind. And he walks across the room towards the door and is going to brush past Trevor to walk his way out. Yeah. Felix, you can't just go out there. Trevor, 
I mean, the lady's got a point, man. Uh, you just let us do this together for a second, all right? Just whatever you got to do, that's fine. That's your business. But right now, we're all stuck in the shit together. So let's work on getting it out. Then you can start hating us again. How about that? There is no together. As he walks by, good riddance, and walks through the halls and down around a corner. He just calls out after, fine, you know, just, we'll check, uh, we'll make sure that uh, any remains get uh, sent to the proper uh, next of kin then, huh? <laughs> Showed him. And Dr. Glass has no idea why her heart sinks to see him go out there, perhaps to his doom. She just, as her shadowy hand brings her her cane, she just drops her head and, and rubs her temples and tries not to have feelings about it. Trevor is going to go and pick up. He doesn't have a lot of stuff. Uh, when And when he was taken, he had just... Head man, so he grabs his wallet, or his, like, coin purse, uh, and he's going to, once everyone has their stuff all packed away, is going to take point and start going room by room, uh, as quietly as he can, checking each room in the hallway to figure out where we're going. As you step out into the hall, you notice these walls are stone smooth, heavy, and clearly subterranean. There's no windows. In terms of doors, you find some. As you open the first to the left, you find what looks to be an old control room. There's metal panels and levers and buttons with these stone screens up on the wall as if they might project an image, but they don't. The controls look old, very old, actually. I suspect we were brought down here very extrajudicially. It may wind up working in our favor that this is where they come to do dirty deeds that no one finds out about. I don't think anyone heard all of that, and I don't think anyone's running to find out about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, if anyone does come in... Uh, looks at the levers. He has no idea what they're about. Um, we got a fancy room here. Uh, turns over, uh, goes down. Um, just, you know, ain't nobody gotta be a hero or nothing. Uh, he says, walking downwards down the hall, trying to lead the pack. Um, we're just trying to, you know, make sure that all the civilians can, you know, Apatia. Uh, what's your name? That points over at Patrick. Make sure you're all good. So, you know, just stay behind me. Anything happens, any noise, just stay out of trouble. We'll, uh, we'll take care of it. <laughs> he has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> you continue down the hall and you pass what look to be rooms with bunks. Uh, stone slabs where you might throw some cotton cloth to sleep in 
Down the hall, you get to a center round room. In the middle, you see a metal ladder. And sitting on a small stone bench along one of the walls, you see Lord Felix Royce with his head in his hands. And above, you see a metal hatch. Does it look like there's light coming in from the edges? The hatch seems very well sealed. There is a, a like a handle you can turn to open it. It almost seems weather tight. And Dr. Glass is just going to quietly walk up to Felix and give his shoulder a little bit of a pat. He almost dismissively slides to the side in the bench. As in to make room or as in to avoid the gesture? To avoid the gesture. And she just nods and says, it's locked. It's over. What do you mean it's over, Felix? Go see for yourself. Hearing that, Trevor is going to start to walk uh, climb up the ladder and go, I mean, hey, ain't, ain't nothing over till it's over, right? Let me just... He's gonna push up against the hatch. You rotate that large metal lever to unseal it, and you hear a relief of pressure around the edges, and you start to hear the world outside. There's this torrent of wind, and as you slowly push open the hatch and step up, you feel as though you need to hold your breath you do so to look out and there you see it's a wasteland it's desolate and harsh there are buildings in the distance and some nearby that seem just in a complete state of decay and destruction metal Parts of them rusted completely through, just jagged edges visible, and encrusted salt all the way around the rim, almost like piles from a dune in a desert. It blows up and deposits along one side of the building from the constant wind. You see there's no vegetation. There's just a salty atmosphere. The sky an eerie, washed-out color. You must be in the salt wastes. Far across the island of Crow Perch, past that line that the innkeeper had described, and equally very far from civilization. Oh, Look down. It might be over. And Dr. Glass looks down at herself and finally remembers that she's still wearing her silk pajamas and little heeled slippers. And says, well, at least I'm dressed for the end. No, 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 wait, wait. If it's that bad out there, but that's only... That's only up top, you know? What was it? 
That man, oh, that man, he said. And this, this, like, look over towards Felix for a second, and she's gonna inch a little closer to Esper's party. Edmund said that there was a whole city underneath this place. What if there's a a, 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 a tunnel or something nearby? Yes, and there were there were guards or whatever those people were. Surely they weren't supposed to. They weren't condemned to die down here. There must be a way they were going to get out. I'm sure. I'm sure they found their way here through some means of travel, as did we. And from the looks of it, we're not anywhere near Port Hillcrest or the Citadel. We're far from it in some old abandoned structure. How the hell we got here, well... He kind of waves his hand in the air. Maybe it's just magic. Esper's going to wave that off and turn away from him to look back down the corridor and we went, well, you can sit here and be a mopey fuck if you want, but I want to leave. So, you're, wait, you're saying that there's... We're, 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 we're not, not... We're in the middle of nowhere? Mr. Augie says. There's got to... There's, there's got to be a way that they came in, like we said. So, so we just have to look, and maybe we can find, find a, a, a tunnel, another door. Uh, you know, you know, in, in, in places like the asylum, and they have those, those staff corridors and stuff, stuff like that. There's got to be something like that here under the ground. Have a little faith. I'm sure we'll find our way back, and Soros will guide us. Let's keep an eye open, shall we? Could be clues, could be things dictating where we are and where we should go. Well, I mean, like... Yeah, you're saying magic. Yeah, we could we could use that, right? We got magic. We got... We got you guys. Uh, you, you can you can talk in heads, right? We can we can uh, we can send a message to Port Hillcrest. We could let them know that we're here. Uh, Edmund's back at the Salted Stout. We can just let him know. Well, I don't know about Felix. I can't speak. I can't talk in heads, as you say, at quite that great a distance. But there is certainly some very powerful magic amongst this group. And she turns to Felix and says, you see, this is the problem with an aristocratic upbringing. It's not just the entitlement, it's the lack of resilience, Felix. A little setback, and you fall to pieces. You're a very industrious young man. Just pick yourself up, and we'll figure something out. I don't have the kind of magic it would take to get us out of here. I can't breathe salt. Nor can any of you. I hope that one of you can. Maybe that's our ticket out. But until then, I'm just going to be sitting here. Yes, heaven forbid you work with someone, Felix. No one's talking about... I hope we're not talking about... Not yet are we talking about wandering out into that horrid stuff. We're looking for how 
those uh, charming men that fell permanently asleep, who knows how, how they were planning to leave. Maybe the priest first, once we resort to cannibalism. Excuse me. All right. Well, ain't nobody going to be eating nobody yet. All right. Let's just, let's take this one step at a time. Okay. Uh, we, we can, we can use what we got here, right? We, we got, we got beds. We got sheets. Uh, you see, he starts uh, walking over to one of the rooms. Uh, he just grabs, uh, do they just look like beds or is, are there blankets, dressings? There are basically concrete slats in the wall that you can shove your body into to lay on, but there's no dressings, no pillows, no blankets. Uh, well, hold on. He's going to... Actually, he's going to take off his shirt. Uh, and you see now, uh, completely shirtless, he's covered uh, from the shoulders down in bandages. Um, he just tears a strip uh, of his shirt and just starts wrapping it around his neck like a scarf. He just... You pull this over your mouth, like this. Uh, I did this a whole lot. Uh, when sometimes I, I got, um, I got breathing issues. It's a thing. Listen, if you put this over your mouth, it, it, it could, it could help. It, it ain't going to do much, right? But like, it could be the difference of like seconds to, to minutes, right? And that, that could be the difference. Two things first. Uh, are, are Trevor the bandages very clean? Is there any sign of anything below? I I imagine that he did change his... I did state that he changed his bandages before going to the farmer's market. But he also had a uh, incredibly harrowing scream off uh, with people trying to uh, overwhelm him and take him away. So between the scuffle and how much time was spent between... Uh, Trevor fighting in the hotel and Trevor coming to miles away. Uh, that, that would be up to you. I would say his bandages, though relatively clean, do have a little bit of a seepage uh, staining around the edges of the bandages near his chest. So for the first moment that Trevor took his shirt off, it, it wasn't the, oh my God, he's stripping, but it is the sight of unnatural, because even if he is a half-orc, Esper at least assumes that his blood would be red. But where did a wound on his chest come from? How did they not know about this? Why is it that color? It's a moment that has her a little confused and stupefied, and she has to do a double-take. But even then, still, the urgency of a need to leave this place exists and she's going to lurch her body slowly back into motion. She's going to start looking down the hall for any signs of a maintenance hatch, staff corridors, so on and so forth. You look down the hall and besides the control room, there are some shelving doors with storage and while we're looking around this room, please roll an investigation check. Natural 15 for a 13. You find rations of all things. A shelf with food storage. The date on these cans seems to be 
at least 20 years old in terms of their expiration. Besides that, it's like this place has been stripped clean. You do notice there are the occasional little tatter of cloth, like things that don't seem quite like they belong here as it might have been in the past, as if somebody else might have stayed here or walked through here. But otherwise, it's barren. She'll, in time, make her way back to the group and... I think there's old food. Uh, Trevor will put down the scarf and uh, just start uh, making his way into the room that Esper was just in. Uh, He takes a look at the cans and just starts taking them down from the shelf. He walks back out and he goes, I mean, it's it's something. Um, You know, it... As he kind of squints at the at the date, he, well, you know, uh, that's just like a, a suggestion. Um, these cans, we used to get them all the time back in Beale. You know, they they keep for a very long time. That's why it usually gets exported out um, to us. So, I mean, this is gonna sound stupid, but Trevor, please don't eat that. I weren't, I weren't gonna say, I'm just saying we're gonna check, you know, the, the thing you want to check for, and you see as he lays it on the ground, uh, he takes out like a little pocket knife. Uh, you gotta wait for the, uh, the hiss, you know? You just gotta, batting the, the butt of the knife into the can, uh, and just starts kind of working the knife to open up the can. Uh, you know, when it, when it kinda bubbles out like that, uh, that means uh, it's no good. Uh, so, who knows, you know? Uh, he's just very slowly starting to open up one of these cans. When and it- as, as you do so, there is the hiss of a, of a pressurized can, not of a wretched uh, food. And though it smells not great, it doesn't look spoiled at first glance at all almost looks eatable. You'll have 20 total rations in this cabinet. And when Trevor reveals the bandages, I think Dr. Glass is immediately looking at Dr. Singer just to see what her reaction is. But also is speaking right away. Almost as soon as, well, as soon as Trevor is done with his uh, uh, can opening display, but kind of to def- to diffuse some of the various tensions and to maybe move things along. She says, why don't, while you're working on getting the inventory, uh, I'd like to poke around and see if I can figure out how those uh, fallen gentlemen were planning to get out of here. Uh, Hypatia, would you come with me? Uh, yes, yes, of course, Dora. Let's go. And, you know, Hypatia's a very clever girl, so hopefully she'll be able to find stuff too. And also, uh, I'd like to get away from the group for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you you make your way towards that back room where you started. Hypatia goes over to one of the chairs that are still intact and sits down and crosses her legs. Well? I don't know how much of all that you... I know you couldn't see. I don't know if you knew what was happening there at the end. I had an idea, but it seems like it worked out all right. We're here. We're alive. I mean, I think the chances of that started out slim. They might still be slim, but we have time at least. I shouldn't have expected you to be anything less than unflappable, Hypatia. What was I thinking? I've got a feeling we're going to have a lot of time together. I don't think we're going anywhere anytime soon. Hopefully somebody comes to rescue us. That's all we can hope for here, I think. Do you really think so? You think we're not going to find a way out? There's something you need to know about the saturation, Izzy. It's one breath, and that's it. You have so much salt in your lungs that it'll weigh you down. You'll, you'll die. You can't breathe again. Here, what I saw up on top of that ladder while your Trevor uh, was looking out, this is in the thick of it. And normally you'd have some sort of at least a, a respirator or a rebreather. Doesn't look like we have any of that here. Frankly, I don't know how we got here, but I can only presume it wasn't by a carriage. So, I mean, unless you happen to have a number of rebreathers stuffed in one of those bags over there, it's a waiting game. And she sits next to her, says, I don't know how you were. I don't know if you remember how you were taken. Do you think there's any chance that someone might figure out where you are? No. People will miss you, unlike us. People don't get missed on this island. Just move on. But your your husband, your colleagues, your students, you will be missed. My husband died a few years ago. I didn't want to say anything. It's okay. As for my students, sure. But I'm sure another professor will take my place to finish out the semester. That said, I don't think nobody knows that we're here. Somebody knows that we're here. <laughs> Maybe they'll send someone for us. She stares off into the distance very contemplatively and in the main room Nihilus uh, Father Patrick stands at the base of the ladder and looks up well I can confidently say I, I don't have any teachings for this moment except perhaps Saurus will guide our way I hope 
he can always come down and give us a lending hand. Hmm. Look, if we could find some form of magnet, just a needle, we could make a compass. We could try to get our bearings. Why are you here? Uh, uh, Nihilus, I... I heard that you were being sent away to the island of Crow Perch. I, I also heard that, well, you know, you were asking questions that nobody wanted to answer. And I, I was worried about you, and I wanted to be here as a spiritual guide if the moment seemed right. I didn't want to present myself. Not yet. But I, I suppose somebody saw me. And here I am. So here I am. It's very nice to see you again, Nihilus. Well, you know, at, sometimes I think about you, and you're one of the wisest there is. And this was so incredibly foolish. And I love the fact that you're here. And he just goes in for another hug. God, I feel so good to see someone from home again. But, sis, uh, you know, it's dangerous to be here. Surely you realize that. Well, I... When are you going to realize I became an Inquisitor? I can take care of myself, father. You still look like a child to me, Nihilus. Ken comes over and puts his arm around the priest, completely disrespectfully, from a priestly perspective. And he's like, well, uh, at least we can make ourselves comfortable. I know some games we can play, um, unless some of you have a plan. That is, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm afraid the tension is a bit high at the moment. And perhaps we could focus our attention to getting out of here first, but I appreciate the spirit. I'm, uh, there was a device earlier, a silver device. I'm, I'm going to have a look at it, see if there's some electrical engineering I could tinker. Try to, to, we'll try to get everyone's spirits to the same way yours is right now. With karma, that would help. If you could make some tea, that'd be lovely too. You can do so. You can roll me an investigation check for the machine. I'll get back to you on that. Don't know if it's a bit of cheating, but can he guess guidance on himself beforehand? Of course. This whole time Trevor's still, like, huddled over his can, just like, you know, I hate the ones with the ring pull, right? Because I got big meaty fingers, right? So, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, I got to get my pinky in there, but it ends up cutting the inside. And I'm just like, why do I bother in this? Uh... You know, it's not too great, um, but, I mean, you cook it up right, it, it tastes just like fresh. He's talking to no one at this point. Uh, he doesn't even notice that, like, he's been kind of trying to uh, occupy his mind so much he doesn't even notice that he took his shirt off and that he's just, like, showing off uh, the gaping wound. Uh, he is completely just in in the moment. Hey. D does that hurt? Hmm. I mean, if you pull enough, uh, it tends to hurt a little bit, but, uh, I mean, 
Not your, not your damn finger. And she's like pointing more explicitly towards the center of his chest. I. You, you, you okay? Uh, uh, Trevor finally looks down, realizes. It only hurts when I laugh. Uh, Esper makes some. Her face kind of screws up a little bit, and, and she turns her head away and does like a very awkward nod. And her her mouth is kind of moving as if she's trying to speak, but nothing's actually happening. It's been a time. I, 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 it's persistent injury. Oh, you know, came with the the, the territory. You know, um, it's, it's 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 all right. I just as long as you're you're okay, it looks a little a little wild under there. Uh, but um, I, I'm 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 someone can make a fire maybe, uh, and we can cook. We could maybe cook it in the can. I'm on it, and Mister Augie goes over to take the pieces of chairs and bring them into the main room. For the first time, it looks like Esper is thankful for Augie. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I was gonna make a big old breakfast for y'all, but then I realized y'all was took, so, um, maybe I can make it up. We can have another big old dinner. Or, he looks up. I ain't sure what meal it is today, but, um, It'll be a big one. You know, it's it's going to fill our, our bellies and we're going to have energy for whatever we have to do when we try to get out of here, okay? Yeah, yeah. Try as you will. If you come up with any ideas, let me know. Lord Felix Royce continues to bury his head in his hands. Esper sends a look of, like, just pure acid his way. Oh, don't look at me. Yeah, I, I I, really appreciate you being a spot of sunshine in this situation right now. It's helpful. Uh, all right, all right. He puts up his hand. Uh, he slowly starts to put back on his uh, overcoat, uh, just his, like, pale green, like, work coat. Um, we can do all this fighting in the traditional way over dinner, right? So let's just um, get our bellies full. Maybe we won't be quite so uh, punchy. Uh, let's... We're gonna be here a while. Let's not try and kill each other, please. And dinner is eventually served. And it is served again. And it is served again. And it is served again. Nihilus pours over the machines in terms of their reconfiguration, their repair, but progress is made. And at this point, not just days, but weeks go by as we are trapped in a bunker under the saturation, steadily chipping away. But there's one thing that's for certain. There is no breathing the air 
above the hatch. And that is where we'll end the session.